0: Welcome to the Hustle with Pat, Cody, and Harrison Hello everybody and welcome into Hustle 19 Full crew in-house today Harrison, Patrick, and Cody back on set With three great debates going on today Boys, how are we feeling?
1: Feeling pretty good, not too bad Glad the exam's over for research methods.
0: Thank God. Midterms week has been brutal. But now we get to just chop it up. And Cody gets to sit there and laugh at us because he graduated. So, yeah, we don't like you anymore, Cody. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's... But, uh, Cody, coming up, Red Sox down 3-2, going back to Houston. How are you feeling?
2: Hey, win your next game, then we'll talk about it Saturday. Win the next one. That's, that's where we're at. Just win the game in front of you. Hey,
0: as Kevin Millar said, don't let us don't let us win this one, don't let us get it. But now it's all hands on deck for the Red Sox. It's only two games; they can win two games.
1: Yep, that's against
0: the wall now. And I mean, we played very well in Houston. Just put that out there. Yep. But, anyways, we are gonna we'll, we'll you know what we'll transition to the Red Sox and we'll we'll push the other debate for later. We're gonna start off. This Red Sox team has clearly. Over succeeded, overachieved. Sorry, overachieved far past anyone's expectations. Hand up, myself included. I think me and everyone else on Earth had the Red Sox as a 500 level team, probably gonna miss the playoffs. And then, but like they'd be like around the dance, and if they got in, they get squashed, and then we move on with our lives. But yet somehow they are taking the Astros to Game Six of the ALCS after beating. The Rays and the Yankees, two division rivals at in their own series, and they're in the Final Four. But the real question today, I'm going to start with Cody because I think Cody is going to come out firing on this one. Who deserves more credit for the Red Sox' success this season? Alex Cora or
2: Hiram Blue? I think it's a little bit of both, obviously. Well, way to pick the middle ground in a debate, Cody. I'm giving it to Haim because who puts the players on the field? Haim Bloom did. And what did Haim Bloom get yelled at? You didn't get you got this bargain bin-esque team. You're in you're not in Tampa anymore. You don't have to you don't have to spend four dollars. He got arguably the two best value picks in the free agency in Kike Hernandez, who's at seven million dollars for this year, next year. And Hunter Renfro, who got one year, $3 million, and we still have two or three years of arbitration on him, so it's basically a four-year deal for $3 million for Hunter Renfro. And even though Renfro hasn't really been the best in this postseason, he hit 30 home runs, almost at 100 RBI, played really good defense, I think led the league in defensive outfield assists. And then Kike has been the greatest player to ever play baseball since <laughs> September. So, like... You also have to dig. The pitching outperformed itself, but let's just even go to last year. Last year, the Red Sox took Heath Hembry, who I hope stubs his toe every day. He's my least favorite athlete of all time. <laughs> I hate him more than I hate anything. Fantastic name, though. No, I hate everything about him. <laughs> I have I his think name. You know, okay, I'm okay with has- his name. Name's kind of cool. <laughs> Imagine you and your wife, or significant other, or husband—who knows—and you are holding your newly born baby boy, not a care in the world. And you go, Heath. They were
0: probably at a like, candy bar. Like, he has, they yeah. must have been yeah. lo- have like fans have of candy.
2: Have you ever eaten a Heath bar? No. You know what, Cody? No. I, I, I just, wait. <laughs> no. False. On Halloween, every uh, and, Halloween, you're on Halloween, the, and weird, hold on—the weird people down the street buy Heath bars, <laughs> and you're like, "All right." Honestly, though. Not that bad. They're honestly not that bad. I will stand anyway. by that. Anyway, and Brandon Workman, him and Brent went to Philadelphia for Etta and Connor Seabold. And Connor Seabold has pitched well in the minor leagues and is one of our top ten prospects. And Nick mm-hmm. Pavetta is nails, and he's been really good all year, especially in the playoffs. And we got that for two players who – Heath Embry's not even on the Phillies anymore. And we had Brandon Workman for this year. He was on our team this year for free.
0: And he was so, so bad that we put him back in the minors.
2: Yeah. And so, what's well, the first move? I'm like, all Himes right, a genius. And he made some moves to – obviously, he kind of got scapegoated in the Mookie trade. We got Alex Verdugo out of it who's been producing. You have Jeter Downs, who's one of the top prospects in baseball, and had a, a struggling year, but there's been plenty of articles written about why that's kind of a fluke and he'll going to come back and be good. And you get Garrett Richards, and Garrett Richards was decent, oh, pr- pr- too pretty good before he couldn't cheat anymore. And then he went into the bullpen and was actually really good all year in out of the bullpen. You have, um, who else? Out Vino has been really good all year. He's been, mean, your be- he's
0: been one of your best relievers all year long. And you- Whitlock? And- Whitlock! Now, the point I also want to bring up there, not only did he find Whitlock and Adovino, he stole them from the Yankees, which makes it Yankees. that much we're better for Boston fans. For that- free. That we got him- both of them for free. They're your two best bullpen pitchers. And not like they're our best they're a pretty solid bullpen guys, and you stole it on the rival. Makes it even better.
2: You have the moves. You add Renfro to the list. You add Kike to the list. Um, getting Schwarber at the at the deadline was huge. I mean, he was a spark plug when the team really needed it. Now, where core successes, it's 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 lifting up the like. If you look at Bogart's endeavors in J, especially JD, especially JD, look at what JD did last year compared to this year. A, having the film back, but B. The first thing that they did with JD with um I don't what Henneki Who was our manager last year? Ron Henneke. Ron Henneke? Yeah. Okay, I thought so, but I was like that's the Washington that, quarterback. that. poor
0: he guy gotta that poor guy gotta put in a rough situation. Like you have a cheating yeah, scandal, the guy gets fired, you have to fill in. Basically knowing he's gonna come back in a year, like that that's a tough go.
2: But he also wasn't good, so like no, he wasn't. that's what it was. Like I get it was a tough situation, but he put JD hitting number two. And he didn't, and Jade the first thing when Cora came back was, Can you hit me three? Because I don't like hitting two. And what did he do? He put JD at three and four and moved them between three and five all year. And he's he's played like JD Martinez. And now he's hitting the six. Most, now he's hitting six. And that's just more line dependent than anything. I mean, he still, he had a grand slam the yeah, other yeah. day. So I no give no it way. to time. If, if you look at this team, it's time. And I think Cora does deserve some, obviously, respect. He has good relationships with all those players. He's a very smart manager. He is when people say analytics are dumb because they look at what Kevin cash did and Kevin cash is a phenomenal manager. Mm -hmm. Um, but Alex core is, I think the best in the league at using both the analytics and using how is the game being is going on right now. And knowing when to say, okay, I trust the analytics and knowing when to be like, Hey, my guy is rolling. I don't care what the numbers say going through the third time in the lineup unless it's like a glaring, 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 um, Situation, so I'm giving it to Haim mostly.
0: Harry, your thoughts?
1: Um,
2: honestly, Cody makes a pretty
1: good argument for Haim Bloom because <laughs> I, I, I most thought that they were gonna be you know a 500 team, They yeah. and you know, we lost key hitters. I mean, we still had JD Martinez and Rafael Devers and all that, but getting Kike mm-hmm. Hernandez was a big addition, he's been hitting lights out in the postseason. Um, I mean, as of late, obviously, um, we've only what, the Red Sox have only scored three runs in the past two games. Last game has been rough. Yeah, so the bats are cold right now. But in, in terms of the whole season, like as a whole, yeah, um, yeah, you probably had to give it to Heim Bloom for the additions that he's made. Um, I mean, Cora, he looks. At, I mean, a lot of people look at him as like a genius and stuff like that. I remember there was forget which game it was when they were playing the Rays in the uh, divisional round, but uh, I think it was, like, there was a play where, like, a Rosarina, mm-hmm. he, uh, st- he steal home?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he stole home.
1: So it was, like, I don't know, like, there are times where it, it seems like he's a genius, and then there's times where it seems like he kind of second guesses himself, and I think in the press conference he was saying, like, oh, yeah, he's just a, he's a great player, and we didn't really, like, you know, plan for that, or yeah. whatever, so it's, like, I feel like sometimes, you know, he can be exposed, but I mean, like, it, it's it's very rare that you know i mean you you kind of call out a manager and be like oh it's on him or whatever but i mean you know plays like that happen if you're not prepared i guess it didn't really it wasn't really prepared and planned out so i mean I, i would probably give it to Heim bloom just just because of the fact that they got kike hernandez um they got schwarber um they they made key additions and he's the one that's making the move so i'd go with Heim bloom
0: yeah i mean i do think the answer here is Heim um I honestly, the still home. I'm blaming that on Josh Taylor and Josh Taylor only. That man is a human rain delay when it comes to on the mound. Like, I, I think I could write a paper in between pitches with him. I, he just stands there in the set just for like a full minute. The man is why baseball takes five hours. But <laughs> when it comes to this debate, I do want to highlight core a little bit because coming into this Astros series, I believe, Cody, you might know better than I would, but. I believe he was 8-0 as a bench coach or manager in the playoffs over the last two or three
2: years. Uh, Yes, so he hasn't lost a series yet.
0: He hasn't lost a series as a bench coach or manager. That's pretty damn good. Just going to say, yes, that's pretty, like, not losing a playoff series, not bad. No. And yeah. at the end of the day, this year he's also not working with a lot of pieces. Like, Haim basically said, here's like 15 utility players who aren't really that good. Show them how to hit the ball. Kike Hernandez, like, people forget. Kike is like, the best player in baseball right now. He's the hottest by far. He came into these playoffs with a two eighteen batting average in the postseason. Now he's up to two eighty based on this playoff. Yeah. And I can't believe that that's just, like, him getting lucky or, like, whatever it is. Like, that has to do with coaching in some aspect of it. And, like, he's had to use pretty much the bargain bin players, despite being the Boston Red Sox. Like, yes, you have Bogarts, Devers, J.D., and, like, you had to deal with a pitching staff for 60% of the year without Chris Sale. And Chris Sale's still not the same. And, I mean, he, actually, he's been awful, quite actually. Eovaldi is, I mean, he's this nasty Nate. He's been the same all year. But you have a pretty inconsistent pitching staff. The bullpen has been horrible. And like, and he, he didn't get that much help from the bullpen side. All and Whitlock were good. All right, I'm fans of them. The rest of it, he really didn't do much... And, and he was out without Ryan Brazier for most of the year, mm-hmm. and that shows again. So he was without some of his top pitching pieces. This team was on track to win 100 games in the first half. Yes, they had a horrible meltdown. But I think that's more the roster construction than the actual coaching. I think he has brought this team up as high up as he can. So I'm willing to say it's core. I think this is a lot closer than it is. High and bloom, I get, Cody and I have debated this in the past. I gave him, I believe, an A- minus overall since he came to the Red Sox. I've been very happy with him, but I don't know. I think, like, he put together a decent roster to kind of achieve the goals of, like, be decent-ish, get your prospects back, replenish that the farm system a little bit, and make continuous success instead of just, like, the peak and valleys that we've been going through, and he's done a great job. But this year, this is supposed to be a valley year. This is not supposed to be good. And I think Alex Core lifted up that roster enough that made it into a peak year. And now we're in the final four. So credit to both of them. I'm willing to give it to Cora by a smidge, but it's very, very close.
2: Yeah, I think I think it comes to two points. Like Core is awesome. He's one of the best player coaches. Like he relates to his players really, really well, especially a lot of them being from Puerto Rico. He coached that Puerto Rico World Baseball Classic team a few years back. So a lot of them have good relationships with him in that regard. He's well-respected. Um, he's, you know, young enough where he's not, he's only what, 44. So he's not too far away from the game. He's not like Tony LaRussa. Ugh. Yeah. Um, but we say that and Dusty Baker on the other side, and he has his team one way from the World Series. Um, so I think it, its it's, what do you give credit more to, the architect or the carpenter? like do you have the, do you give most of the credit to the guy who came up with the idea or do you give most of the credit who took the idea and built it What yeah, I think again that's why I, when I um, I said both deserve credit because they do different things that make these team move they take the players and mm-hmm. did the overachieve because they were under the radar and, and Haim saw that potential or did Alex Poor bring that potential along with other factors so both deserve credit and it I would
0: just give most to him. I absolutely agree and that is a perfect transition because Cody you bring up credit and giving credit where credit is due and we mentioned the Astros which brings it into the second debate and this is going to make a lot of people mad depending on where we go with this but the second debate is that it's two parts basically will slash should Jose Altuve be in Cooperstown in the Hall of Fame when it's all set and done Harrison, I'll let you start first.
1: Well, he's definitely on track to be in Cooperstown soon. I mean, with the whole cheating thing over his head, isn't every player having a cheating scandal in baseball? Like A-Rod got suspected. David Ortiz had a a drug issue at one point in his career. So, I mean, like, I feel like in baseball it's a little different. I feel like it's more common for people to, you know, cheat and get suspended using PEDs and stuff like that. So, I, I mean, the guy's been to six... Uh, All-Stars mm-hmm. um, He's been an MVP So I think with this trajectory I think when it's all said and done He will be in the Hall of Fame Just based off his you know projections go um, But you know I, I think it, it, it can be Like a heated debate when, when talking about cheating And what happened three years ago But mm-hmm. um, the pace he's on right now I think when it's all said and done l 2 will be in the Hall of Fame
0: Cody do you want to go next or do you want me to take it?
2: Ah, uh, you can go. I'll, I'll come in and have the right opinion afterwards.
0: <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm gonna. I, I think I'm actually. I know where Cody's going based on that response. I actually agree with Harrison. Oh. I think he's gonna be in. Now, here's the thing. Do I want him in? Absolutely not. He is my bitter enemy till the end. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I either. do not respect him whatsoever.
1: But this is a different question.
0: Yeah. Th- th- this is where like the should he be in? Should he be in? No. Will he be in? Yes. And the fact of the matter is because they're starting to let people who cheated in the game in. Did they let Barry Bonds in? No. They didn't let Clemens in, but let's be honest. If a and Ortiz get in, it's going to ease up on the whole cheating debate. And it depends on how they define this because this is different. Like, if you want to say it, he cheated like Pete Rose, He did, yes, they both cheated. But Pete Rose was betting on the games. And do you consider this, like, a performance enhancer similar to steroids because you could say like it gave him the pitch it allowed him to hit better it allowed him to perform better so it could be a performance enhancer similar to how steroids you get stronger you hit the ball farther you win more games you hit more home runs you do whatever you do so oh, I can see Cody rolling Cody's ready to come at me I think he's gonna do it and hold up to it let's be clear let's be real on before the cheating scandal He was the first Ballot Hall of Famer and there is no doubt about that, hands down. This is the man. He won three batting titles, five Silver Slugger awards, had six All-Star teams, won an MVP, won a World Series, got caught for cheating, uh, and he had an 872 OPS in the playoffs and won the ALCS MVP award that year. Again, stealing, cheating, I get it, whatever. He also has almost 1,600 hits. I believe he's over it by this point because the data I'm looking at is from a year ago, so it's definitely over it. Um, so he's going to push up near that 3,000 mark, which is pretty much like you hit 3,000, you're going to get in. So, sorry, if you get 3,000 hits, you're probably going to get into Cooperstown. And he had four seasons of 200 or more hits. They, they, he's He could get there. He could get there. And the most impressive is that his career batting average is 315. Despite, you can say whatever you want about him cheating. This was a guy who was going to be in no matter what. So, right, well, not no matter what. Before the the scandal, he was going to get in. He is a great hitter, and he's up there for second baseman of all time. Simply because, I mean, second baseman's not that strong of a position historically. But you have a case. He has almost 300 stolen bases, hitting over 300 for his career. And he's also been the face of the Astros team. And the Astros... They've had a couple Hall of all Famers, but they're not like a historied franchise. And people loved him before this. So I think he will get in. I don't want him in. But I think it will be starting to ease up a little bit. The, I think the A-Rod and David Ortiz votes specifically are going to really change how voting goes. And I'm going to let Cody rip into us now.
2: Okay, Cody? I'm glad, I'm glad both of you took this. Jose should be in the Hall because you're right. I agree. I what? 100% agree with what you said. No. I, this, the reason – okay. Is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? Depending on how – because I don't think he's a first ballot guy. I think he's been a very good second baseman. I think he's a very good offensive second baseman. All the statue guys, he won an MVP, seven-time All-Star, three-time batting champ, five-time silver slugger, a World Series champion, an MVP of an ALS. He could – be another world series champion a two-time major league player of the year um career slash numbers of three uh 308 360 462 with an 821 ops which is well above average and a 125 ops plus which is pretty good Mm -hmm. um his power numbers have come out long the last two full seasons he had he hit 30 um he's been he's been in the three almost 350 range before he has two top three mvp finishes uh five top 15 as a gold glove he has everything that says as a player he should be in the consideration depending on how the next couple of years comes out also five straight a <laughs> l championship series appearances mm-hmm. two world series appearances, one way one went away from making it three um like, he has all of the tools, and he was the first core piece of this. If you forget, before Jose Altuve, was the number one overall pick, I believe, in 2011. He that was his debut with twenty eleven. His debut was 2011. Okay, so in twenty eleven. In two thousand nine, two thousand nine or eight? He was the first he was the first overall pick one of those years. I think Carlos Correa was twenty eleven was it? but he was the first overall pick then.
0: It's hard to balance um, with baseball because there's like a four year gap between like when you're drafted and when you make your debut. Like baseball just takes such a long time to get up to the big leagues.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to find his anyway, um
0: I I will look it up, Cody.
2: Yeah. Any losers. It was he was the face. He was the first guy that came up in 2011, when oh, they're still in the National League, and he was the first, their first really good player because they were very bad for a while, especially after they traded away Carlos or Carlos Lee, Carlos Lee left and Hunter Pence left and Roy Oswalt left. He was
0: not drafted, Cody.
2: Oh, he was assigned? He was signed.
0: Yeah, he was signed as an amateur free agent in 2007, and then it made his major league debut in 2011.
2: Okay, there you go. So uh, Car- Carlos Correa was the one drafted first overall, but anyway, he was the face. He's the face of that franchise. Like you, who's the, mm-hmm. is he the best player right now? Probably not. Probably give that to either Correa or Jordan Alvarez. But Carlos Correa, uh, uh, Jose Altuve is the dude. Yep, he's the guy. He's the. their Dustin Pedroia. He is the through thick and thin. He's there, and he's undersized, which people love. Yeah, if he doesn't get in, which. There's a possibility it's because of the politics of the whole cheating. And is that warranted? Sure. Is that fair? Possibly. If they cheated the game the way they did, and they, he never gets in, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Me neither. On paper, using everything we just laid out, we see a Hall of Famer first ballot. Maybe not, especially with the cheating thing. I think there'll be plenty of people, but. You know, maybe year five or six if he still gets the five percent vote. Five or six, Cody? Are you serious? I th- I mean, I think his numbers are good, but I mean, are they better than matter. Scott? Rollins? He also has, has two or three Scott years. Rollins numbers? He probably, probably not. He probably Rollins has another two, two or three
0: years left on on to hit, and num- he probably has two or three like I don't want to say elite because I think that word's overused, but he has two or three like high quality years left,
2: and then he'll start to decline. In baseball, you play forever. They moved to no, DH at some he, point. Again, he could. It depends. If he if he rattles off four more three twenty plus seasons and has an OPS of near a buck fifty three more times, oh yeah, he does. But like Scott Rowland is having trouble getting in. He probably should be in. Todd Helton will have trouble getting in. He probably should be in overall too. Did Todd Helton so,
0: also take steroids?
2: He just played in Coors Field, which is basically like taking steroids <laughs> as voting committee um he's a relax so, in the I mean, box i've been pretty interested in the hall of fame voting and i've really looked at like there's been a lot of like i really have studied like why people don't get in like where the voters are at and jose altuve's resume looks like a guy who it'll take a couple years to get in but ultimately will he be deserving of it sure if you told me tomorrow that jose altuve is in the hall of fame I'd be like yeah he's pretty good i can see it if you told me tomorrow that he will never be in the hall of fame I'd be like yeah i get it he's just he's one, I'm not saying he's on the fence, I would personally, if I was voting, the obviously, obviously he has, he's at 31 right now, he's coming to an end fairly soon, but he could still have six, seven more years, and plus another five-year wait to see who was on the ballot, I could see it, and I would probably vote for him. So, uh, see, that's the point
0: I want to get to. With the cheating scandal, would you guys, I want to ask, Harry, would you vote for him? If you had a Hall of Fame vote, with the cheating scandal in mind... Would you vote for Jose too to get in?
1: Uh, I mean, if with the cheating scandal, I mean, pro- if it if it happened just recently, like, like let's say like he he had that cheating scandal mm-hmm. and then he's like, all right, um, and he has like I don't know four more good years. Yeah. Like, oh man, he's coming fresh off of a cheating scandal. I don't know. It, it might hurt his chances a little bit more. Agreed. But but I mean like. It's on the... I guess it'd be on the fence a little bit because yeah. he's, he's been to six All-Stars. He's had... His stats are great. His,
0: Fantastic. His, yeah, I
1: know. His postseason stats... Three Was it 315? Yeah, he's
0: a postseason killer.
1: Yeah, like in the postseason when, when the money's on the line, he performs. He does. So um would, I mean, it probably hurts it a little bit. Maybe not a first ballot anymore just because that might hurt him yeah. just a tad bit more. But... It might. I think it might take him longer uh, to get in if if the if the cheating scandal with the cheating scandal um, over his head. I think it's kind of like, man, you you had you cheated like, you're not as pure as every other you know Hall of Famer. So the
0: other thing I want to bring up here, baseball is clearly run by like a gazillion old people who don't want to change the game or adapt the game, and which is why baseball. Still takes five hours. It's why no one's paying attention to it and why it is slowly dying out little by little year after year. And I think what's going to take part here in the voting, it's going to come down to precedent. I mean, that's a big one. That's why I think the a and Ortiz vote specifically, those are going to set the precedent for the other steroid users and other guys who have cheated the game. And if he gets in, it sets the precedent that, you know what, you can cheat and still get in. Yeah. And so far, they said no to Bonds. And personally, I I, I believe Cody agrees with me. I think Bonds should be in. I believe Cody, do you believe the same thing?
2: Yeah, I think Bonds should probably be in. Uh,
0: yeah. I also think Clemens should be in. Right, Cody, how about you? Yeah, I think so. Do you think Bonds and Clemens should be in, Harry? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So all three of us think that Cle- Bonds and Clemens should get in. And Bonds, I think we'd all agree, is better than Ortiz. And you can make the debate between with A-Rod. But man, I mean, the, it's gonna come down to precedent. I think it really does. Do you, will they let someone who clearly cheated the game and got caught? More, most importantly, be in the Hall of Fame that they protect so exclusively? And I think that's what it's gonna really, really come down to. It's gonna come down to who votes. I, I like. It, it sounds stupid, but it comes down to like, is it still gonna be a bunch of old guys voting when the time comes, or is it gonna be like? The game's changed a little bit, and they don't care as much about precedent, and they realize, like... Because they didn't really crack down on Altuve at all. They cracked down on the like, organization, which I was okay with, and I will stand for that. Because you can't suspend 25 guys. I am willing to stand up for that, but I think that's what comes down to it. I kind of ran out of words, but... So you think
1: that, that letting guys who cheated, like, used, you know, performance-enhancing drugs... Mm-hmm you know, to, to help them play better? Like, if they let them in, do you think it's, like, a way of, like, bring more attention to the game?
0: In uh, a way? Or I wouldn't that... say that. I mean, I think it just gonna... It will change how future people play. Because I think you say, you took steroids, you stole signs, and you basically just rigged the system, To and they let you in. What's gonna stop the next guy from doing the same thing? You have a couple great years, you can cheat, and you still get to wear the... Gold jacket, get, get the bus made and go to Cooperstown and be there forever, it's not going to stop him from doing it. If anything, more people will try to cheat the game, which is worse. So I think it's going to really come down to the political type of president
2: presidents here. Go ahead, Cody. The thing about baseball is the entire premise of the game is a foundation of cheating exactly how many people in the hall of fame who played in the 1800s were cheating all the time you had yeah. spit balls and dinged up balls you have they've changed the ball like every they, era yeah, there are in in the polo grounds you they had they used the center the outfielders in the polo grounds to tell the groundskeepers <laughs> to like not trim as much in the outfield and then they would put balls in tough <laughs> class so if a ball got past them they would pick up a new baseball and throw it in like these are documented things unfortunately the people who get caught for cheating and are exiled for it are the wrong people shoeless joe jackson comes to my The shoeless joe jackson is the white Sox scandal of, uh, the white Sox way back in the a, had Achilles Joe Jackson, who was a perennial all-star, super great hitter, one of the best in games ever seen, couldn't read or write. And the rest of his teammates agreed to throw the World Series for a bunch of money that he never agreed to because he couldn't read or write. Sure. <laughs> and so he's the one who would have been in the Hall of Fame, and he's not in the Hall of Fame anymore because it was, like, the biggest, like, blatant cheating scandal ever. Pete Rose, I think Pete Rose should be a Hall of fame. Did he gamble on games? Yeah, he did. I don't think he gambled on his own games, so you can't say you can't tell me a guy with four thousand career hits was doggy and purposely See, not trying.
0: That's my thing with Pete Rose too. You can still like gamble on games and whatnot. The fact of the matter is hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do in sports. And to do that four thousand times for a hit, like that's still near impossible. No one, no one else really has done it. You still have to put the barrel on the bat. Sorry, what? No. The barrel on the ball. ball.
2: Of all the guys who probably will get in because of steroids, you know who unfortunately won't get in because of steroids? Sammy Sosa. And you know why Sammy Sosa should not really be lumped in with the rest of the steroid guys? Because when he was caught for steroids, it was in 19... uh, Whenever they did the test on him, it was a voluntary test, a test where names were not supposed to be released. (laughs) And when they released Sammy Sosa's a what substance it was all the other people the the clemens and the bonds and the maguires you could be like he took this they can't say that about, about sammy sosa yet sammy sosa who has identical numbers to are really hall of fame numbers 500 plus home runs played for a while was on good ball clubs and has an mvp and stuff mm-hmm. And he's the one that really has the least amount of case to be called a cheater, and he is the one who has the least amount of votes every year. If you're gonna put David Ortiz in the Hall of Fame, for the basically the exact same stuff, Ortiz tested positive once to so an unknown thing, which my whole case is on the, on the steroids. If you get caught once doing it, then i think you get a pass because there are things that you can buy over the counter to either help with you know pain or something that have substances in it and i i can deal with one all right i got caught i didn't know it was in there i'll give you one pass i get that that happens all the time once you get to two suspensions and three suspensions because of steroids it's pretty bad and we'll have a debate later about A-Rod because I'm very conflicted about Alex Rodriguez and his Hall of Fame And it's he comes
0: up him. on the ballot very soon, I believe. It's like next this year. year. It's this year. Oh. This
2: year. Him and Ortiz are on the ballot this year.
0: Oh. They retired the and same year? Yeah. I thought it was like, I thought, honestly, I thought Ortiz was the year or two after. I
1: thought
2: so, too.
0: I mean, I'm more of a historian than I am, so I'll, I'll take your word for but, it. Um,
2: it's it's definitely interesting. Will Alt they get in? He still has a couple years to to build up his resume. If you were again, yep. if you were telling me he gets in, sure. If he tells me he doesn't, okay. But it's gonna. it's depends on the politics of the time. It depends on how what people are gonna remember from that scandal. It's gonna do they remember him holding his shirt when he hit the walk off because he had a buzzer. I mean, we have these speculations and we know they cheated. Um, what a hundred percent was confirmed or, or is still in speculation. I'm not hundred percent sure, but it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a while before we have to talk about it. But uh, yeah, it's definitely gonna be interesting.
0: Yeah, it, that's where I think my point came down to: how do you classify? Do you classify it as a Pete Rose cheating situation, or do you classify it as kind of performance enhancing type cheating? And I think that's gonna sway a lot. That's gonna really basically what it boils down to is how are people gonna look at it. And also, if he plays for another four or five years, then you, I believe you have to wait five years to get on ballot. You're pushing ten at like 15, 20 years after this cheating scandal before he even starts to get on the ballot. So people might honestly, I don't want to say they're going to forget about it, but it, the deep, the specific details won't be in as many people's minds. I don't think. But that said, it's t- we're going to transition from the ball field to the gridiron. We're going to move on to NFL for our last debate of the day. And this is I, this is one of the most interesting ones we have ever done. Cody, I don't know how you feel. I really like this one personally. The, the question is simple. You are on offense. It is fourth and goal. Ball on the opponent one-yard line. Last play of the game. You are running it up the middle. Would you rather run up the middle with Derrick Henry or Marshawn Lynch? Beast mode. Whoever you want to take. I'm going to start this one. I'm going to take... Derrick Henry.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: The, I think this is a super tight debate. The, I've been going back and forth. Like, even just now. I'm like, who do I say? Because, I mean, both of them, you can't tackle either one. Mm. They're both absolutely vicious. And I'm going with Derrick Henry for the sheer size of the man. That, like, that Just point blank. Just the sheer size. Derrick Henry is 6'3", 240. How are you going to tackle that man? No idea. That, he's basically a linebacker at some point. When you're on the one-yard line, you can hand it off. He can just If he jumps and gets in the air, there is 0% chance you're knocking him backward. Oh, okay. Never mind. Even if he's on the ground and he's just trying to truck through you, I, he's a big human. He's basically a linebacker. And we've seen... Teams do it like they hand it off to like a D lineman or something like, or an offensive lineman, and they rush it in because he can't move them Right. And that's basically how he is. I mean, six three two forty, bit has like, and he's very fast. Like he's faster than most receivers too. And I said that doesn't really play that well in um, you know, a goal line situation. It's more just about power. Now, also, just for clarification on the debate part of this, like. Let's say the offensive line is the exact same. Like, for both of them. Like, mm-hmm. so don't say, well, the Titans line is better than the Seahawks line. That's out of the realm. Like, it is simply about running back versus running back, just for the sake of this debate. Um, I'm going to take Derek Henry just because of his size. He's done it a thousand times. And, we, and also, in the goal situation, if you're moving, if you're doing any, like, moves or anything, like a juke or a spin, you're not going to do those. You're stiff-arming him. You're pushing that one dude out of the way to get in. And we know that this dude tosses people. Yeah. Josh Norman's pride was yanked out of his soul by Derrick Henry uh-huh. with one move, and we have seen him do it to got, to man after man after man. I love Beast Mode, and I'm sure you guys are going to bring up the Beast Quake and those iconic runs, and it, you're absolutely right.
1: Yeah, I mean... Listen, but my final point, hold ahead, on. Go ahead.
0: They didn't run with him for a reason, and that's why I'm taking Derrick Henry Go ahead.
1: Wow, that's a good way to end it. Because, listen, if they didn't run it with Marshawn Lynch, maybe that's telling you something. But See? Uh, <laughs> Listen. They
0: absolutely um, should have ran it, but that's for my argument.
1: I'm going to say Derrick Henry too, but I think it's closer than people
0: think. I think it's paper thin. It, I, I, I could not pretty, debate.
1: I could not choose. Oh, listen, so we're on the same page. Okay, yeah, because if we go back to Marshawn Lynch's prime, like he was, it, he was probably the hardest running back to bring down. When you had like Adrian. By Pe- far. At that time, yeah, because his yeah. generation of running backs was Adrian Peterson. It was like the Sean McCoy, Jamal Charles, and like the Sean McCoy and Jamal Charles. They were more like you know uh, speed running backs. They kind of yeah. make you miss a lot. I and mean, with Marshawn Lynch and Adrian Peterson too, you probably say they were running backs that were gonna run through you whenever they could. And if you try tackling them, it's gonna take more than one or two guys. Yeah. And for the sake of this uh, argument, I would agree because like, like just kind of just like you said. The size of Derrick Henry 6'3", 240 is, I mean, it's unheard of. Right? Unreal. There's not many running backs in the history of the league that have been that big at running back. None. And if they are that big, they're playing linebacker mm-hmm. or they're playing defensive end. I think they, they had a top, usually they do a top 100 every single year on NFL Network. Yep. And, and there are guys that are saying, like, holy crap, like, this guy's as big as me and he's playing running yeah. back. And their defensive ends are like, why is he playing running back? Mm-hmm. But, and, and but yes, on the one-yard line, having that height and then also being bigger just makes you hard to tackle. So Derrick Henry is, for his size and, and also just recency, we've seen it lately. I mean, he's yep. still the best running back in the league. I don't think people are going to argue with that. You know, maybe you have other guys that are really good, too. You have Nick Chubb and all mm-hmm. that. But Derrick Henry rushed for 2,000 yards last season, and he's on pace for that this season. <laughs> And
0: he's my MVP so far. I'm uh, just going to say, it. he's my MVP so far.
1: No one gives him enough credit. No, no one gives don't. him enough credit they don't. Uh, because it's a passing league and everyone's going to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. And everyone forgets about Derrick Henry. Even if he has a 2,000-yard season, he might Two not. Two be- of them,
0: back-to-back. Back.
1: Yes, he he might not even be you know an MVP, candidate which is sad. But for on the one-yard line, I, I know it's close, but I'm giving it to Derrick Henry just because of the size, will, and the power that he has. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm going to toss it over to Cody, the 22 or 23-year-old man who's sleeping on a Go-Gurt right now across no, from me. Good, dude. They I are like they are fantastic. Food. It's just funny to, to look down and see a, either a 22 or 23-year-old man just having a Go-Gurt. It's fantastic. I, have I don't a blame box,
2: you. I have a box of Go-Gurt, another tub of yogurt, um, some string cheese, and some beer in there. That's was, the most but, college fridge I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't drink beer, though. Oh, okay, uh, it's been in there for like forever. It's not part of my my diet, but um Derek Henry why are we so like universal
0: across the board today? This is this, this right I see, I thought this was gonna be a lot closer than it was.
2: I really did like I regret go wrong either way, but I will say this which whose team had the ball at the one yard line and didn't give it to them That's what that that I mean that was my point that that was my big argument. Oh, did you? Sorry, I was looking. Yeah, I did. Right
0: here. Yeah, that, that was my ending statement.
2: it's <laughs> yes, pretty good. I might have another. I, uh, but,
0: um, <laughs> that was my ending I really line. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really will. <laughs> I really thought that one of you was gonna take Marshawn Lynch, and then we gotta really get heated. I thought this was gonna be a Chris Paul level like heated argument with Cody and I today, or like either Harry or mm-hmm. I or whoever. I I thought
2: that was gonna come with. The, I thought you guys were gonna be mean to Jose it
0: I thought I was gonna have to defend Hosea. See, I thought I thought you were gonna be awful to him. I thought you were gonna be brutal to him.
2: Oh, I'm the nice one of the group. You know that. You have yelled at me Uh, really. You want to debate Chris Paul again? Should we pull back the? I'll get
0: mean if. Should we pull back the archives of you screaming at Alex about about I forget whatever that debate was. All
2: I'm saying is, Chris Paul made the All 75 team in the NBA. Devin Booker didn't. That's all I'm saying.
0: All right, you know what? Whatever. Let's get back to the, the actual debate here.
1: In all seriousness, if we are going to make a case for Marshawn Lynch,
2: I mean, he's beast mode. His nickname yeah. is beast. Is beast mode. Your case.
1: And he was like, I feel like he kind of like brought the passion and, and the voice of Seattle. Like everyone, oh, yeah. they would throw skittles if he threw a touchdown. Like
0: that's a dude. He would take skittles out of his back pocket, out of his back pocket. Eat a bag and then just run through your face. Exactly. Like Marshawn's just happy to do it. You, he could easily cut back and go for 80 yards untouched. He wants to run on, th- run through you.
1: And that was the, that was the whole offense. Like at that time, yeah. Russell Wilson, you know, it was his second, third year in the league. He wasn't a developed passer yet. He isn't a passer that we know now, mm-hmm. and the player that he is now. And so, what made Seattle, Seattle, it, it was Beastman. Was Marshawn Lynch. Like they were. He was the, the heart and soul uh, of that city. And I think mm-hmm. it, would be, it would be stupid not to acknowledge his, you know, his success um, because, I mean, obviously, you know, they, they, they won a Super Bowl because of the defense. They had a great defense, too. Yep. Legion of Boom, we all know them. Um, and, but Marshawn Lynch, in terms of offensively for Seattle, like, he was their offense, he was. And, and, and he was the, the heart and soul. I mean, he never really celebrated. It was always a handshake after, and mm-hmm. it was nothing serious. Or he'd
0: jump across the goal line, grab his nuts, and just fall back.
1: Or he'll do that. It, 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 you never really know what Marshawn was going to do. <laughs> or he'll, like, swear, you know, uh, oh. during interviews, and it's just like, wow, okay. He's
0: the last guy you want to see running downhill. Like you. All right, well, what if we change that to question, then? What if, like, open field, you have to make the tackle. Do you want to tackle Derek Henry or Marshawn Lynch?
1: I want to tackle Marshawn Lynch. Mark.
0: I honestly I'm taking Derrick Henry. I would rather I would rather take out Derrick Henry. You would
1: rather get plowed I'm sorry. by Derrick Henry. Yes. Who's faster than Marshawn yes. Lynch? Yes.
0: Cause the thing is, I okay. can dive at Derrick Henry's knees because he's so much bigger and just kind of take him out like how people take a Gronk all the time. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch. Oh, he's laughing okay. at me.
2: Okay. He he high knees and your skull is in your is in your <laughs> knees. Me, I don't want to see how the oh, one. Okay. But let's – I mean, Marshall Lynch – You're dying either way. Look, man, I think the debate here is both players will murder you, both players you give the ball to, and Pete Carroll's an idiot. That's how this debate – you can pick Derrick Henry is – Oh, uh, shoot, Cody, guy... Cody you, keep, you keep cutting out. Start arguing over. Derek Henry is the guy that we when we were kids and we had Madden, we would make him. Yep, You're we right. I saw the that too, You're right. Six foot five 230, 240, make them 99, everything. And it was fun. And that's what he is. Like, he, like God was like, I'm going to have fun with this one. Anyway. Yeah, like <laughs> <he's laughs> this. Marshawn Lynch is hilarious. And I hope he, and he should be the next president of the United States. <laughs> I think there'd be a lot less problems with Marshawn Lynch, you heard? Like, he'd, you wouldn't understand what he's saying. He's hilarious. Have you ever seen the video, he went to Scotland? Yes, uh, or islands. Highly recommend that watch. That is kid. hilarious. Everything Marshawn Lynch does is you. Ha- He's so fun. He's so anyway. He's it's not cool. a who's funnier contest, but either way, you give the ball to both of these guys, and Pete Carroll is just dumb. So that's how this argument ends.
0: See, I, I guess I'm. About, I'm sorry. If I want to make the tackle, just run up. Like, you just gotta take a dive, Derek Henry, and hope you end up okay. Marshall Lynch is my size. He's two. He's five eleven, two fifteen. That's exactly my size, and I get it. It would be better if he that he is my size. But this is like he's just a tough person. Like he came, I believe, from Compton. Like he's come all the way up. He has seen all the violence. He's been in a thousand fights, whatever you want to call it. And I believe he went to Cal, I believe, for yep. school for football. So and you know, Derek Henry was at Alabama, and he. Would would stand next to Mark Ingram, who was a Heisman winner, and made him look like a child. Yeah. And I get it. I probably, like, but I'd rather just dive at his ankles and hope to trip him up somehow than Marshawn Lynch coming down at me wanting to take my soul. So, in the words of Marshawn Lynch, if I want to protect my chicken, protect my bread, and take care of my peoples, I would rather take down, just dive at the dirt of Derek Henry and pray. That actually try to wrap up Marshawn Lynch.
1: Yeah, honestly, I think that's a good point, because Marsha- Marshawn Lynch, like, in terms of, like, somebody who you don't want to mess with, like, forget football. Like, yeah. you probably not want to mess with Marshawn Lynch as opposed to Derrick no. Henry. Because Derrick Henry, honestly, like, besides, like, how much of a beast he is on the field, like, he kind of seems even keel, Like, he's very quiet. You know, Marshawn Lynch, like, I feel like if you ever get into a fight, like, Marshawn Lynch, you you. Would definitely not wanna, you know, screw yeah. with. You know what I mean. So with with Derrick Henry, it's like I I seen him get pumped too, but it, I feel like it's a little different with with Marshawn Lynch. Maybe maybe in that case, maybe you'd say, oh, I'd rather tackle Derrick mm-hmm. Henry yeah. as opposed to Marshawn Lynch just because of how they act and how they carry themselves.
0: And let's not uh, also act. Marshawn Lynch also would take a couple shots during the games. So you also have like a half drunk guy running through you because as he showed like on the pa- um with. Peyton Manning's show is one of his oh, show, yeah. And Peyton would be like, what was your pregame routine? He goes, I would take a shot into a Hennessy before every game. And take it straight from my backpack, drink a little Hennessy, and go run through a guy. Like, that was the routine. <laughs> this is a guy who's looking for the violence, and he's looking to crack your skull. Derek Henry is willing to go around you. And I was like, I would much rather get hit with a... like Derek Henry will probably just stiff on you and like take my soul anyways, and... And, but Marshall Lynch will just drop the shoulder into my chest and run through me. And Cody's right. Either way, I'm dead. There's no other way around it. We're all I'm, dead. Yeah, we're all dead. But like, I'm sorry. I don't know why. I'd rather take on Derek Henry because at least if I Look, win, and hold on, if I actually like take him down, I can say I took down the bigger human. I'm not taking down either one of them, but I can at least say I attempted to take
2: down Goliath. Look, man. I know me and Harry played. I'll, I played defense. I played linebacker. There was this one, I remember, I remember there was this one kid. I had, it was, it was eighth grade, eighth grade or freshman year, the first game of the year. There was this kid from Somerset. He was like six foot four, huge kid. He was like 12. And <laughs> I, had, I had 20 tackles that game. Woo. There's a difference between someone who's big and someone who is, Derek Henry. me. Well, I like your approach. I went low. I might have tripped him once or twice. A couple take, tackles or tackles. I, I, was a little, I was a little rascal on the field. Don't get me wrong. I understand your approach here, but if you are looking at the highlights of both of these individuals and you see how they are making grown men look like... And these are grown men who are like the top 1% of grown men. Like oh, these yeah. are the athletes of the athletes of the athletes of yeah. grown men. Yeah. And they're getting, oh, yeah. it's like, if I pick up this GoGurt tube and throw it in the trash, it looks the same as one of these highlights of, but picture the GoGurt tube, which is gone by the way, as a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I can't. And then take this other Gogurt tube that I also ate and just <laughs> use that information. I more. can't. I oh can't. God.
0: And the thing is, you could take the two Gogurt tubes at the same time. Ta- throw 'em at the same time. That's what Derek Henry's doing. He's running through yogurt.
2: He's running through two guys. He's running through two Gogurt tubes. This is Pat and this is me trying to tackle Derek Hen. <laughs> I think we got, we picked up the folding I, sound. I, I wish we had visual, but that, it's not good. It, it, had, picked, up, the, it
0: picked up the audio of the fold perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that loud and clear. That is we fantastic. Fold.
2: We, we fold. All our bones are now Gogurt. Sweet.
0: Yes, Yeah. we would get absolutely destroyed by both of them. But you know what? I would love to hear some other people's opinions on this and see who would you rather tackle and be turned into Gogurt by. That said... Let us know on our official Twitter page at Hustle Sports Pod. Cody's going to go right now and post the polls from today's episode before he forgets. Because Cody in, ch- Cody's in honest,
2: charge of that. We're going to have to get that because I haven't touched this website in like four months. Yeah. Harrison, you want to rock this Twitter account? What's <laughs> up? Cody, just post it right now. You'll be fine. Oh, I logged into my real one. I have to change accounts. Keep going. Dude. Ah. All right.
0: Anyways, one of us will figure it out at Hustle Sports Pod on Twitter. We'll hopefully get the post up at some point today. We'll figure it out. Yeah, hopefully. But other than that, thank you for listening. Tell, let us know who deserves more credit Alex Cora, Heim Bloom. Uh, would you rather get ran over by Marshawn Lynch or Derek Henry? And most importantly, should and will both questions be. Jose Altuve be in the Hall of Fame. Those are the topics for today. This is a fantastic episode. Episode 19. Way to go. But for that, for me, Harry, and Cody, we will see you next time.